Welcome to Victorious Living. So the Apostle Paul received this revelation from God concerning the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. So when you stop to, to really think about it and think it through, had Jesus not been raised from the dead, we're just, we're just playing religion. That's all we have is religion if Jesus, in fact, were not raised or was not raised from the dead. His mission would not have been accomplished. The victory would not have been won if he had not been raised up from the dead. Welcome to Victorious Living with Pastor Charles Cowan. Today, Pastor Cowan is sharing with us, identifying with the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We invite you to stay tuned to today's program. If you can't, we invite you to visit our website at victoriousliving.org. There you'll find other audio and video resources to help you in your Christian walk. And now, here's Pastor Cowan as he shares with us identifying with the resurrection of Jesus. I'm going to begin in Psalm, the 16th uh, Psalm, and we'll read a number of scripture tonight as we go through it. Psalm 16, verses 8 through 11. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also rests in hope, for thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou uh, suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Now that was written by the psalmist. Then we come to Acts chapter two and, uh, and the, Luke, the writer, then he speaks in reference to that that we just read. Uh, okay. And to that which we just read in Acts chapter two, chapter two, verse 25 through 27. For David speaketh concerning him. This is a Psalm of David we read. For David speaketh concerning him. I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand that I should not be moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice and my tongue was glad and moreover also my flesh shall rest in hope because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. So the thought there in that is that Jesus, he's telling us about Jesus, but here's one, uh, one thing in the, in the reading of the book of Acts, he said, thou will not leave my soul in hell. Now we know this, that hell was not prepared for, for people. Uh, it, uh, heaven was prepared, as we know. Heaven was re uh, prepared for God's people, for all who would believe or receive Christ into their life as their Redeemer and as their Savior. So it's not the will of God. You know, I've heard some preachers preach this. This is not the will of God for anybody to go to hell. That's not the will of God. But yet at the same time, it's possible that some people will go. 
simply because they do not accept Christ as their Lord and as their Savior. So we understand that as well. So the Psalmist David and Peter, the apostle, speak concerning Jesus and particularly of his resurrection. David tells of the glory of the Savior that was to come, and Peter refers to what has happened concerning David's prophecy. That's all in these two verses of Scripture when you take time to read through that. Then we come over into the New Testament and to look at Paul's writings in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 and 4. He said, For I delivered unto you first of all. In other words, what Paul is about to say and what he wrote, he's telling us it, that's right at the top. What I'm about to tell you is at the top of the list. It, it's not, it does not slide down the list. It is at the top of the list. First, he says, first, for I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received. Now, what did Paul receive? He received the revelation of the grace of God and redemption through grace and so forth. And, uh, and God used him to write perhaps probably two-thirds of the New Testament. So he said, I delivered unto you first of all. So this is of major importance of what he's about to say and what is written here. First of all, I delivered unto you first of all. And so if everybody listening, all right. And so uh, he goes ahead to say how I also receive how that Christ died for our sins. He received his revelation. That was first in all of the revelation that Paul received. This was first. How Christ died for our sins according to the scripture and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. So, so Luke is just simply saying, uh, in the writings here, uh, or Paul saying in the writings here, that was the first, that was the most important, that was at the top of the list, how Christ died for, it says, uh, for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried. So there's something in that, that reading that is very important for us today because Paul says that's at the top of all of the revelation that I received, that's at the top of it. What, what, is it, what's, what was it at the top? He received how Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. So here we are, Easter. We celebrate the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, which is first of importance in all that Paul preached uh, in his revelation from Christ. So the Apostle Paul received this revelation from God concerning the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. So when you stop to, to really think about it and think it through, had Jesus not been raised from the dead, we're just, we're just playing religion. That's all we have is religion if Jesus, in fact, were not raised or was not raised from the dead. His mission would not have been accomplished. The victory would not have been won if he had not been raised up from the dead. So his death was important, but yet his resurrection is equally or more important 
than even his death was, as important as his death was, okay? And so the apostle Paul received this revelation from God concerning the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Now notice that Paul says, first of all, are the chief things or matters of the greatest importance of the fundamental truths of the gospel. Now, you know, it's interesting today, I guess, I don't know uh, how all over the country, but I, people I talk to at least, says this, they're looking for something new. Uh, sometimes I've heard them make this statement, well, I've heard that so much, I'm looking for something new. Yet Paul comes along and says, this is the most important thing uh, that, that God has given to me. It's the most important thing that my people need to establish themselves in and settle in their mind and in their believing and in their faith what it is that I did. What you talking about Jesus, what I did in my death, burial, and resurrection. So we can see then that Easter is a, is a, it's a day of commemoration. It's a day of remembrance. It's not a holiday. And so I understand, you know, that the holiday, I understand all that, how, how the, uh, the secular world out there would call it that because they get off from work. Uh, they have a time of visiting, you know, and friends and family, all of that. And all, all that's, that's okay. That's, that's good, but that's not what it's about. That's not what Easter is about. It's what man has made Easter about. But here is what Easter is about. And Paul says how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. So fundamentals, let me read that again to you. Notice that Paul says, first of all, are the chief things are the matters of the greatest importance are the fundamental truths of Jesus's resurrection from the dead. So he's talking about, talking about here. So fundamental, when we talk about fundamental, fundamental is the essential part or foundation of the great truths of the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So until we can identify, and, and maybe we have, I'm sure a lot of people have, but there's some that haven't. If we can identify with the truths of the, uh, and the fundamentals of Christ being raised from the dead is more important than a holiday. It, it deals with our eternity. Not only our, our blessing uh, here on the earth, while we're here on the earth, but it deals with our eternity. Folks, we're gonna spend eternity. You know, we're gonna move out of the, the natural. We're gonna let the body fall to the ground, I guess, or whatever, if it's not already in the ground. And uh, that we're going to then be, you know, in a place we call, or that is called heaven. So Paul then continues to write in the Roman letter, chapter 5, verses 6 through 8. For when we were yet without strength. Or you can, uh, I think some translations are, are con uh, concordances or things like that. When we were yet without the strength of God. So what does that mean? We did not have, when I say we, I'm talking about humanity. Humanity did not have what it took to redeem them. So it took 
what Jesus did as the sacrifice, giving his life, giving his blood, being raised up from the dead, it took that to complete the redemption that God worked in Christ. And so what do we want to do? We want to base our life on these fundamentals. What does it mean to you? I mean, I'm talking to just in general. What does it mean to people? What does Easter mean to people? And so, like I said, they've kind of reduced it down, you know, and made a, made a festival day out of it and whatever. It is a festival day, but not because of this, but because of this. We are celebrating the resurrection of Jesus and what that means to us. For if Christ be not raised from the dead, then your believing is vain and your faith is vain. So it took a resurrection, a death, a burial, and a resurrection for us to enjoy what God has done for us in this present life. And had he not done it, we would not have had that joy. Okay, uh, Romans chapter five, verse six through eight. For when we were yet without strength in due time, in the time that was prophesied by the prophets of old of the coming of the Messiah, who was Jesus, they began to prophesy that, and in due time, Christ... It's our hope that today's message, Identifying with the Resurrection of Jesus, has ministered to you. We invite you to come visit us at our website, victoriousliving.org. There you'll find audio of today's sermon and different resources and materials that can help you in your Christian walk. If you would like to request a free CD copy of today's message, you can do that by calling 1-800-842-7896. Again, that number, 1-800-842-7896. If you would like to receive a free CD copy of today's message, please request Offer 16. Today's special offer is 16. From Pastor Cowan and the congregation of Faith is the Victory Church, we'll be looking for you next time on Victorious Living.